What up, everybody? This is Don Wetrick back with Jamal Crook. It's another Crucial Conversations on Friday. Jamal, what up? And how's it going? We left off last week with some of the things that are going to happen out of this epidemic, and we had all kinds of things. We went over, gosh, empathy, uh, new normals. You laid on a, a, a lesson on me about the importance. I mean, cause like it's at first I didn't want it to sound demeaning, but like, yes, school is also childcare, childcare in the sense that parents can go to work and learn and earn a living and educational daycare because they're still, you know, learning. It's not just babysitting. You pay for it. You just don't <laughs> like, don't, and don't feel bad. Like, man, we, we, you pay for it all your life. Yeah. Right. So. Good point. So I, I got to thinking um, before you 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 mentioned it all to me because like you shot it down. I'm like maybe maybe we go three days on and then two days virtual learning, and you're like nope, nope. And you brought up a really great point because of that childcare and because people are going to have a hard time that have you know regular Monday through Friday jobs. What would they do? But I want to just go with me. Mm-hmm. On um, and I'm borrowing this really from Peter Diamandez and Stephen Kotler. I, I respect them both, but they kind of have the six D's of exponential innovation, and, and mm-hmm. I'm going to go over them, um, and we're going to go down one by one. Um, first of all, uh, exponential organizations are digitized. That is to say that they're they're in ones and zeros. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that this COVID thing has really been an interesting time for ed tech companies, for online, well, for e-learning. Um, mm-hmm. We could do an entire episode on on our, actually, I was a guest, uh, a really, really great guys um, uh, on on education. And they were, they were talking about um, mm-hmm. our ed tech companies trying to profiteer off this or are they trying mm-hmm. to be helpful? Because I saw a lot of ed tech companies mm-hmm. offer free stuff. Right. I'm looking at it going, that's free stuff. And I understand there's been some, there's, you know, I remember, <laughs> I know that like, did, there's also a difference between being tone deaf and being, you know, st- stupid, but um, digitized is, is that first level of innovation. We are digitized. Right. And I think, and I think things are going, okay. uh, you know, I, I, I can see people going through this and going, you know what, this isn't so bad. I can only speak for my kids. So my freshman in college hates this because she's like a lot of these discussions. I mean, they didn't, they didn't like in our last week's episode, we were talking about, you know, easing off a little bit. College didn't. So she has the same <laughs> amount of work. Um, right. But you know, but she's 19. Um, different. That's a different purpose. Like I want to chime yes. in there. Okay. Like there's a difference between post-secondary. Is that post Uh Yeah. yeah, yeah. Post-secondary and K-12 education. K-12 education, take a break. Focus on you. You, You're getting a degree to go into the workforce. Like everything that you have to do, the things that you have to learn are still essential for your learning. So you can become what you want to be. Like there's a difference. So like the accountability is still there for teachers to prepare the future in the workforce. Yeah. Not... Uh, standardized tests so there's still relevance there well my daughter who's a sophomore like she's even seen the difference between the ap class i i 
don't get me started on AP stuff. Sometimes I think, <laughs> don't, don't get me started. I think that there's like this badge of honor, like, well, this is still an AP class and we're going to really Psych. sock it to you. I, I don't even want to get onto that, but you know, dual enrollment. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and then there's Grant who my fifth grader is like, he dreaded it. He missed his friends. And then all of a sudden, like, mm-hmm. this hasn't been so bad. They've had some fun lessons. They've had some fun interactive chats. They've sprinkled in fun discussions on Zoom. So mm-hmm. us getting used to digitalization of education, I think this is going to accelerate it. Right? Second one is deceptive. Mm-hmm. And by being deceptive, it's like it goes through this growth period. Growth period in the sense that it, it deceives you. Like, I remember, well, heck. I remember there's this movie when you were a youngster called The Mm. Truman Show. And The Truman Show was about reality TV. And it was like, Mm -hmm. no one would ever have the camera follow them around and document their entire life. Right. Until it became so commonplace. Right. Or or even like, or, 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 uh, there's gonna like, like you're telling me that there's going to be an app where it encourages you to get into car with strangers. That's crazy. Until Mm -hmm. it wasn't. Ah, I see. Okay. So a lot of disruptive technology, a lot of like innovation is, is based at at first is deceptive. Mm -hmm. Like, I think this whole thing is, you know, Hey, we're going to shut down school, but still expect you to get done with work. And you're like, how Mm -hmm. do you do that? Mm -hmm. So I think this time is somewhat deceptive. I think that there's a lot of learning going on. It just doesn't look like the traditional learning. You know, right. And you know, the thing about, I, I have a lot of faith in human nature um, sometimes for basic things. And I think that, you know, in this situation that the people who are going to be successful are going to be successful no matter what the obstacle is. Like, like if, if I have an investment in my future and I want to be whatever it is that I want to be and I'm in K-12 education, I'm going to do what I have to do so I can do what I want to do. A lot of students come to mind. I can't say their names, but, you know, there's this girl in my school and, like, just I thought about her this week, but, like, when you meet someone and you can just tell that whatever they do in their life, they're going to be great at it, like, she qualifies for that and she's going to be good regardless of whatever the circumstances are. She's still working. She still has a great GPA and all that good stuff. Like, those people are going to be fine um, regardless of what we do. But I do want to say like some of the deception, um, some of the uh, deception that, that, that is in play, like our, we already have virtual school all over the, the country. So then what's the difference? Well, uh, what what do you think the difference is? There, I mean, there there is none. Like virtual school, so virtual school students who are full time virtual school, they're actually at a like like nothing's changed for them. Like they yeah. still have all their classes. Like yep. oh, okay, so I'm, I've been at home, I'm still doing this. Yeah, go ahead and put your class, and you'll be fine. Like nothing's changed there, right? The to to say to say that like we're gonna sneak into an age where people don't go to school there is there is too much i'd say on a lot of different levels but let's just talk about the root of all evil the love of money right there's too much money wrapped up 
into kids getting on that bus or putting their shoes on, walking to school, going to that building and working with those teachers, right? Outside of money, there's too much, like I said before, there's too much investment in the human interactions, like like all the social things that we do. And now I think that we're realizing that schools have been more essential and helpful than we thought, because even like I said before, like the lunch and the breakfast, like kids eat lunch and breakfast every day there, right? But what I think is going to happen is this is a this is a perfect opportunity. I think a lot of districts are are about to uh, utilize technology at a higher rate. So if you're a yes. teacher, if you are a teacher, it is going to like the, the classroom, like you know that paper and pencil stuff. Like, nah, like it's going to be from first grade on, it's going to be um, laptops. You're going to see laptops, tablets. Those yeah. kids are going to be using them because if we ever have to isolate again, we still want to be able to communicate. I think I think now what's, what, what it's going to do, like some of that innovation that you talked about, now that I have to use this computer in the first grade, they may take programming more seriously. So now we're going to teach kids to program because if we ever fall into epidemic again, like I'm going to need maybe a hundred people who can program that whose name is not the superintendent. You know what I mean? I think, I think that that shift in what the classroom is going to look like oh, is going to okay. yeah. push hold, hold so on. much. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's, that's one of the next D's democratized. Basically it, it the, the, the power is either changed or spread out, or completely dismantled. I, I think that there's going to be a lot of learning going on, and it may not have to go through the teacher, the school. I think that there's a lot of online learning. Like I, I thought it was cool. Fender put out a lot of free guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. Who's the teacher, and who who is it benefiting? Well, like it's been democratized people can have right. access to it people can right. have access to it which also also is one of the other d's demonetized mm-hmm. there's been a lot of free stuff out there and i think this is where it's been really it, it, like cool now some of the free stuff is that freemium yeah are they wanting you to pay later mm-hmm. yeah however yeah. it's been kind of unique because i think that during this time people are going to say wait 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 because think about 10 years ago having a video call in class for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's been crazy. Like the, the amount of tools at our fingertips in this, in this time has been nothing short of staggering. Right. And, and so with the power structure, mm-hmm. now here, here's the state of Indiana and the state of Florida, like almost every state saying, Hey, we're not going to hold you accountable for learning standards. I understand that. But the democratization of there's some people that want to learn and they're going to answer to someone else, whether that be Fender or Masterclass or right, some of these right, other right. places that are offering. You, but, you know, you know, here's an interesting concept, right? So, like, I, I, conceptual, you know, the need for substitute teachers is going to change. And I say that because what, what schools are what schools are probably going to do is they're going to have probably some of their best teachers prep like video lessons. Right. Right. Well, why, and then when why, that teacher why can't is that, not why there, can't that master teacher 
Why can't that master teacher be in thousands of classrooms? Correct. And you know what? Just like virtual church, it'd be the same. It's exactly like that, Jamal. Zooming. And and then so companies like Zoom, they're going to have to, you know, how come we let's have a thousand kids or a thousand people be able to log in and see the teacher. And then, yeah, like that, like that's going to change companies that offer. Go ahead. Well, absolutely. Because like in some ways, kind of like in the medical industry, we do this. Mm-hmm. Like there's only so many surgeons, but there's a lot of medical assistants because it, it disseminates down. So right. if, like, let's just in a sports context, let's just say that Bill Belichick could be the coach of 50 different teams in the sense that he's like, here's everything I know about running offenses. And then you could have access to Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. But the people at the at the local level would it be up to them to learn how to facilitate and get feedback from his players? I, th- right. I think that's going to be the also the democratized part of that. That the, the power structure is going to be turned on its head. Man, listen, you listen, and I think I think small solutions such as um, you know. You, you, there are there are models in the districts in districts that like have co-teachers right but sometimes like you money is funny when it when it comes to like hiring actual teachers right but like one thing that i think would could potentially come out of this is hey i have my rock star teacher and i have like these extra classes right or extra students, but like, I don't have enough for a full teacher. Right. So as opposed to making one teacher grade, uh, or giving them a extra whole extra class period to where they don't have a conference period, what they may do is set hire an assistant teacher or get a teacher who's off duty to monitor kids in the media center or that teacher teaches zoom to the kids that are inside the classroom and then also teach those kids who are on the laptops as well. So now they can, they can see, so like almost like an overflow for that until they have enough to uh, fund that teacher. Or if they, if they have a vacancy, you can go to that model as opposed to having those kids sit with a sub and Lord knows what happens in those classrooms. No, I, I agree. I, I think that's, well, heck, I, I've got a friend of mine. Actually, we're partnering up with him on a fundraiser here for, we're doing a massive fundraiser for students in Indiana that don't have, we're, we're raising money for local hotspots uh, so students can have internet uh, and laptops. One of the things that Kevin does at Crossroads Education, get this, this, this is just mm-hmm. is amazing. At, he has a thing called Learning Commons, Actually, I just had him on the podcast a week, two weeks ago. If you mm-hmm. want to listen to that, go back. He hires students hmm. and pays them at Learning Commons to be the tutor. Can you wow. can you pay a fifteen year old? Yes, it turns out you can. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So he pays them, you know, a, a, a seven eight bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. But he has found that at scale, teachers can't give enough individualized instruction. Wow. So what if a kid that really gets it, he's like, he'll, he'll hire. And so his learning commons, he'll have one student teach about four students in a small group. They have some ah. whiteboard space and, and uh huh. 
Ah. That's also a democratization. It's it's taking oh, the wow. power structure away. So ah, you have yeah yeah yeah. You've got a master teacher who was taught really well, and the one kid that that you know I should say one kid, but the one kid that like really got it at their pace. He's like, I got it. We've got some we got some kids that are a little bit slower over here. I got them. I'll work with them during study hall. Meanwhile, that kid makes some extra cash, and when you teach something, you learn it double. So it's benefiting everybody. I mean, like, these are some of the things that, again, are going to come out. Ideas are going to win. Yeah. People are now starting to go, let's start questioning school. <laughs> yeah. And these things are going to, and, and then that's, that's, my, that's my last thing is dematerialize. The last D is dematerialization, as in some things disappear in front of you. Like mm-hmm. the cell phone has dematerialized what? The radio, the MP3 player, the, the camera. The yeah. GPS, mm-hmm. the microphone, the flashlight. Yeah. All those things, poof, gone. And they're in one thing. I think that this, I, I, there's a lot of things that go on in the building that may never and should may never be replaced. But there's also a lot of things that we do re, like with a lot of redundancy. That right. We might start going, wait a second, wait a second. Now is the time. And it's okay to say, wait a second, wait a second. We've always done it this way. Why? We're, yeah, we're gonna yeah. look. We're gonna look at. We're gonna look at what was gonna take us 15 years of change and reflection. I think is all going to be boiled down this year, and there's gonna be a lot of massive asking of why. The only thing. Right, that, right, the only right. thing that frightens me is from last week's episode, and this mm-hmm. is what truly concerns me. This is where the division between the haves and have-nots explodes. Mm-hmm. And I don't even mean financially. I'm talking mm-hmm. about progressiveness. Uh, like I was just talking about Kevin, Kevin's schools and the partnerships he has are under, under the most underserved communities, both rural and inner city. Those mm-hmm. schools are going to be just fine because they know how to move forward. The schools that cling to tradition, the, stu- the, mm-hmm. the, the schools that are like, we ain't going to change nothing. We're going to go back to the same and everything's going to be all right. That's going to, mm-hmm. they're going to hurt. And, and, and there's going to be, an exponential takeoff point of the, of the kids that all of a sudden discover this new way and they're going to run with it. And the kids that have to comply and conform and do it the way we've always done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, shut it down. I mean, it's so hall. Uh, that is my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, that learning curve of the ones that get it and run with it, the ones that don't will never catch up. Right. I think um, you mentioned something that's, that, that inspired this. this um, the, I, I, I think that there's going to be a realization in up, up, up and coming students, right, in the K-12 system and even in, through college. I think this epidemic is going to produce a generation of tougher people. Um, because now I realize like, man, shoot, like if I don't have any skills beyond what I have now, then if this ever happens again and like, what am I going to do for food? Right. Like let's like when everything is good and and the economy is good and the welfare check or whatever comes in and the money's rolling in, Mm -hmm. everybody's, everybody's okay. But now there's, there's a place of discomfort. And people are like, mm. I heard a story of, or I've heard a story of like some students like having like, a, a, like helping their parents run a daycare. 
because like we don't have any skills and people still gotta go to work and hey i i can take four kids legally at a daycare and, and have it at my house but like just just thinking thinking at a at a different level like i don't need school to be successful but i need education to be successful so let me learn some new skills and oh by the way at school they teach a lot of skills and now i i may see the value in education no matter what mode it's in but like i like i have to have something greater than what i have now to be able to survive in a time like this absolutely my favorite question most rhetorical why school well to prepare kids for the future what does the future look like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go all over his last d's again digitalization or is our information being more digitized than ever check mm-hmm. yep. deceptive are, are some of these things deceptive do you think are people seeing how fast it's moving the mm-hmm. schools that understand these trends it's no longer being deceptive it's going to be the new reality except when you're two steps ahead if you can see where it's going you win mm-hmm. disruptive are these things disruptive against the traditional? You betcha. Yeah. Thank yeah. goodness. Demonetized. There's going to be a lot of schools that take advantage of free things that are accessed by all. And by the way, this is the thing that makes me so excited, especially the internet. It's here very soon. Everyone's going to have access to the internet, period. Like low stratosphere, um, like literally balloons that, that disseminate internet signals. Every corner of the world is going to be, have access to the World Wide Web. And that's right. that's going to be free. Dematerialize yeah. all these all these things. We can be cheaper because there's going to be just a few tools that you need that have everything. And lastly, democratize the power structure is going to be in those that do and know how to adapt. Right. And this gets me excited. Schools, if you know how to adapt now, and you can understand and unlock the power of these six days of exponentials, I I think you're going to look at what's going to happen. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is a horrible, horrible health situation. But what has happened is going to be a time of reflection and how are we going to adapt? Right. Like, no, no, no doubt. Like, we are, there's going to be such a change. Like, I couldn't, I can't imagine what next year is going to look like. Like next year, there's going to be significant change because, like I said, I, I I'm a firm believer in human nature, and like I like I just know that people in general, like I'll I'll run over that pothole the first time, but you better believe the second time I come around, like I'm not gonna run over it twice for the most part for most of us, right? And I think we we are we are dealing with this, and nobody likes the way this feels. The 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 feeling of like I don't have this all together. We're gonna have some contingencies in place and some things in place that's gonna really help accelerate learning. Yeah, like it's it's it's, it's <laughs> gonna it, like there, there's a lot of like I like I would love to like you know study abroad programs right. They mm-hmm. always happen over spring break. But shoot, man, like if I can just do my assignment online and go, you know, learn in another country while my classes are in session, like I can still have a regular spring break. I like, like just, there's just so much. Um, I think that's going to supplement what we do, but it's not going to take away. I think this epidemic is going to add, yeah. add to, not take away. 
Yeah. Love it. This has been a spirit discussion, as always. Yeah. Let us know what you think. We always enjoy uh, the emails. We enjoy the feedback. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the last two weeks' discussions uh, on, on, on understanding this time and reflecting on it and adapting and, and being, having some empathy and, and yet moving forward. So, right. Yeah, uh, I've enjoyed it. Right. And we haven't even scratched the surface. Not even. Not even. <laughs> Matter of fact, we probably should have a guest on again. We haven't done a guest in a while. We should have a guest. If you want to come on and talk about this, let us know. Matter of fact, I got a friend of mine who's uh, uh, a principal there in Dubai. We probably need to bring him on. He has a really interesting take on some things. They, they, they quarantined faster and they shut down their schools faster than we did. I wonder if he's a couple of steps ahead on, on um, how to adapt. Mm-hmm. Might have to have him on. All right. Well, Jamal, right. wrap it up for us. Well, the down wet tricks is Jamal Crook reminding you that opportunities are everywhere. Peace. See you. <laughs>